Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription. Trust me. Mm-hmm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Thanks. Uh, so for those of you that are listening, we appreciate it. For those of you that are watching, we really appreciate it. We're with uh, Jeffrey Williams from Eventide Brewing in Grant Park. So uh, cheers, sir. Thanks for having me here. I'm open one with you. There we yeah, go. Yeah, cheers. Yeah, thanks for joining uh, the Birdies and Bourbon Show. We're excited to have you on. Uh, I did cheat a little bit. I got to uh, got to stop by the brewery last week and spent uh, probably longer than you wanted. You're like, shit, man. C- <laughs> c- couldn't you couldn't you have just? Oh no, it was little man. You're keeping me from uh, sitting on the canning line for a couple of hours, so it's okay. Well, so if this goes, you know, if our first first date went okay, then I hear. If our second date goes well, yeah. any anytime you don't want to get on the canning line i mean i can walk I love there it. i can walk there like yeah. 15 minutes Wait, man, I'll, I'll just text you like you know an hour or so before it's like hey i'm canning today help me out so. nice yeah so so before we get into this and uh and kind of crack open your story which um is uh you know it's one of those kind of you, you you hear the story you get done with it and it's kind of like damn it that, that it can't be real like there's there, you, they, you just didn't like eh, let's start making beer and now all of a sudden you know you walk out your door and you're staring at the atlanta police department's horses from your brewery yeah, when you want that, to take a break pretty so yeah um, um so, that's more or less how it happened though <laughs> yeah so 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 we'll peel that back a minute but uh, right. so so we do like a little icebreaker question kind of to get us started so okay. uh let's say so you've just you've just met uh, myself and my partner and and uh you're excited about having us over and it's going to go great and you're you're come on over cal and, and amanda we're uh, we're going to make dinner for you what what right. what are you what are you making and what are we drinking uh, it depends on kind of what's going on. So pasta is always a good go-to for me. I'll go to, um, let's see, um, was it, uh, store fresco, um, rather than bucket and pick up some fresh pasta. You yeah. a lot of times there. Um, it's just an easy go-to cause who doesn't like pasta? No, it, it doesn't take a long time to make it fresh pasta. Two or three minutes is cooked up. Uh, outside of that, it just depends on kind of which sauce we're going to go. Uh, so make a really, you know, mean meatball. Uh, I actually had a, um, what do we have? Uh, like chicken marsala the other night, which Ooh, was really, really nice. nice. So those, those are really easy there. Um, the other side of that, uh, it's really easy to do like a topless kind of night, just like really finger foods, really easy, you know, charcuterie tray, um, you know, a little, uh, fried mushrooms or something like that. Just, you know, hook it up uh, along those lines. Uh, if you're going to be there for a little while, the cookout is always great. You know, you do the, you do the hamburgers, you do the side salads, maybe some grilled veggies, that kind of stuff. So if you want to make more of an afternoon of it. Awesome. Um, awesome. And then uh, obviously we're going to have some even type beer there. There you go. But my, uh, my wife, my wife actually works for uh, Jackson family wines. So oh. I'm sure that we're going to break out a bottle of something nice uh, Ooh, before the sweet. night's over. Yeah. yeah. I, li- I like Perfect. that. That sounds, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm thirsty and hungry. Uh, you, you've got me there, man. All right. Good. So, all right. So let's crack open this eventide thing and, and let's okay. get into it. So we're, uh, we're starting with the Arbor ale. It's a honeysuckle mm-hmm. Kolsch. Yes. Um, it's, uh, I would say it's, everything is described on the label. It's light, it's crisp, it's floral. I mean, I could go through a 12 pack of these and a round of golf without any issues and, uh, maybe even, uh, these, go, go on for 36. These have definitely made it to a golf course or two. Um, <laughs> so this was a, originally brewed with tree 
it was a collaboration with Trees Atlanta. We partnered with them a couple of years back, uh, brewed three different beers. I believe the first one was a pale ale brewed with um, with uh, pine candles, you know, like spruce tips, the little yeah, um, sure. as they're budding in the spring. Goes into a pale ale. Uh, then I want to say we made a peach saison and we made this honeysuckle kolsch. And honeysuckle kolsch just won out because it's, it's just so approachable. It's really easy to drink. You had that nice little floral component to it, that hint of sweetness, and it kind of rounds out the mouthfeel with the honeysuckle. And I mean, we're in the South, man. You know, you're, you're thinking spring, summer in the South. You, you got honeysuckle everywhere. You smell Fre- it. You know, fresh mowed yard so. and honeysuckle blooming, man. Yeah, that's it. Sure. So and, and talk about being in the yard. I mean, this is a lawnmower beer. This so the base is our kolsch <laughs> recipe. But God, on a hot day, you can't beat this, you know, cold Arbor Ale out there. I know. I'm, I'm going to get through this one way too quick. So that, that, that could that could make the conversation go really good or it could go really different. So we'll, we'll uh, see. No, it'll be fun. It'll be a good time either way. What is, uh, what's the, what, I, I didn't see a statement on this one. Was it like five and a half, maybe? Uh, 5.3. Uh, yeah. 5.3. I, I, I see it now. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. 5.3. And IBUs are 24. So I'm going to yeah. get a little bit nerdy on you. Um, sure. and, and I promise we're going to get to uh, get to your story. But, you know, it, it's, uh, I shouldn't, not often is not, not the right right uh, phrase to use, but it, it's really fun to, to be able to share time with someone like yourself that has a, uh, that has a craft brewery and, mm-hmm. and you have control and power, right? You, you've got controlling authority. I mean, I know you got a, you got a few partners in the business, but I mean, again, but, but you're making the decision, uh, you're on Grant street, right? Is it Grant Street? We are. We are on Grant yeah, Street. You're making the decision on Grant Street, right? It's not like, well, I don't know if we're going to get this one approved or not. It's really like, yeah. uh, I, I am. I'm, I'm one of the decision makers for sure. But yeah, I am uh, today in the operational capacity. So. It, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So before I get ahead, because I, I want to get back to this peach thing, but uh, <laughs> why don't you give us a rundown of the uh, of the Eventide story? I, I, I got some of it. Uh, I got a lot of it, actually. But uh, I, w- I want to get kind of more a little nerdier and kind of beer geeky on this stuff. But uh, okay. so but but uh, how'd you start brewing beer, man? I, in all honesty, it started with me drinking beer. I, I really enjoyed beer. Uh, you know, it was appreciation of beer. That's how the whole thing got started. Uh, coming out of college, I actually moved out to Louisiana and then bounced around Louisiana and Texas for a bit. And, you know, I told you this, uh, when I moved to Texas, um, I was living in a hotel room for the first couple of months I was there. I didn't know anyone in the town. My day consisted of pretty much going to work, going to the gym and going home or to the ho- back to the hotel, you know. Uh, so what I started doing is just kind of picking up a six pack of beer, whatever it was, just something different every week. Um, the pickings were pretty slim in East Texas, uh, but I, I got what I could, you know, the Sam Adams, Boston lager, Oktoberfest, Sierra Nevada, you know, pale ale, little things like that, the stuff I could find. Um, and just, I kind of tasked myself with every week, just finding a new six pack of beer. So from there, I, I started developing a further appreciation of beer, started working my way through the styles, uh, you know, the pale ale IPA first, the lagers are easy to come by, then moving into, you know, the darker beer, beers, the Belgians, you know, things of that nature. Um, then going back into, I uh, head back into Shreveport on the weekends, much better beer selection there. Uh, then I was able to transfer to Atlanta, uh, the company I was working for, another company in the Southeast at the time and allowed me to transfer here. Great beer scene in Atlanta. I mean, even, even then this was what, 12 years ago. Um, just infinitely better than what I was dealing with in East Texas. Um, and it's gotten much, much better since then. So I got back so you here. Got the Lone Star and a beta, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's the, I forget there. What's that one down in uh, South 
Shiner, Shiner, oh, yeah, Shiner Bach, Shiner. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, there's nothing there. Or not, Shiner, not, Bach, Shiner, yeah, not, not Shiner Bach, just Shiner. Uh, yeah, just Shiner. Shiner, the, yeah. Yeah, the brewer, the Shiner Bach's uh, one of the beers they make. Um, so got back here, and at that point, I kind of worked my way through the entire spectrum of beers. I tried everything. Um, I, the sours were the last ones adopted. And again, we had that conversation at the first yeah. time I tried a, um, a long sour, I thought something had gone wrong with the beer because I didn't, I didn't know anything <laughs> hey, about it. Did, 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 hey, send it back. I want my refund and my, my, exactly, my, my satisfaction exactly. guaranteed. It's like there, there's no way that you intended to, to bottle or can this and somebody's going to actually drink it. And, and, and now, and now it, you yeah. wind up with, uh, you've got breweries that hell, they don't do anything but sours right? exactly, or, or exactly. sours are primary. But, and then the spin off is you know you get the ipa or the, the yeah no it's it's all kettle sour and hazy ipas these days right. that's, that's where it all goes uh so got around to that and then at, by that time i had i'd been able to kind of work myself up and uh to where you know studied up enough on it drank enough beer obviously at that time to where i could pick up you know pick out what i like what i didn't like about beer um and then my my buddy nathan my business partner uh we went to school together um he was working on moving back into Atlanta. He's from the Atlanta area. Was working on moving back into you know back into town, and I introduced him to craft beer. We're sitting around drinking uh, a Bell's Two Hearted, fantastic beer, uh, one night. And you know, yeah, at that point I was just like, I really like this, but I'd like a, maybe like a little bit more of this, a little bit less of this. And he's like, Well, I mean, we could probably make it. And then you know, that's your Eureka light bulb going off. You can just make beer. You know, it's it's a thing you can do at home. You know, until then it was you know a large industrial model, huge shiny tanks, this kind of stuff. It's like, no, you can just literally make it on your stove at home if you want to. Uh, so yeah, made a couple of batches, uh, extract did not like them. Uh, went straight to all grain after that. Uh, he's a mechanical engineer. So he started building equipment. I started developing recipes and process and we're brewing every weekend. I mean, it's out of control. Like we got beer coming out of our ears. Uh, you know, legitimately, if you came to visit one of us, uh, built a couple of keg boxes, uh, so keg right out of an old refrigerator and a chest freezer. I had three faucets. He had six faucets, I think. And you couldn't drink it fast enough. Like if you came to visit one of us, you had to drink some beer because we had to move through the beer to put the next batch of beer on. All right. Um, so that's for a couple of years. Uh, we're really enjoying it. Uh, this was 2010 ish, uh, you know, around here we're thinking, you know, like we, we really like doing this. We're getting pretty good at it. Uh, we won like some local homebrew competitions and things like that. So, you know, really start to come. This is something that we could do. This is something we want. Can we make a run at it? Uh, so we built a business plan, uh, pulled it together, incorporated the business actually in 2011, um, and then just started working on the plan from how we're going to implement this. What is the lead going to look like? What is the schedule and structure? What does it even look like? Because you know, at that point, neither one of us had had any um, any experience in the brewing industry, in the beverage right. industry period. Uh, you know, we were just coming in two guys who liked making beer at home. Well, and, and to layer on that, I mean, now, and you're starting a business. And, yes. And then of course, starting a business <laughs> on top of that, you know, it's not just a lemonade stand you're starting here. Right. Uh, so yeah, so we're, we're pulling all of this stuff together. We finally, at the point where we start scouting out some locations. Um, we stumble upon this one. It was actually a coworker of Nathan, her boyfriend, now husband, his company owned this particular building in Grant Park, and it was an R&D facility, like a production R&D facility for them. But then they purchased a larger factory overseas, and they just moved to um, just uh, like front of house operations into a smaller office complex. 
So they didn't need this building anymore. It's just sitting there and they couldn't do anything with it. Um, they were just going to sit on it and let it appreciate in value because they thought mm-hmm. that, you know, eventually grandpa was. Yeah. So and are you guys, doing. are you guys at the beacon? Is that, is that, we're the, not, we're not a part of the beacon. We're adjacent to the beacon. The okay, beacon's right next door to but us. It, um, okay. I, I didn't know how that was considered. Cause I know there's kind of multiple buildings and yeah, there, there's yeah, things. Yeah. So but, the beacon but, is that complex that used to be the okay. Tellworks building. Sure. Um, and then they were sold. So yeah, we, we've been there since 2013. So well in advance of those guys moving in. And, and one of the reasons the beacon actually moved in down there is kind of a proof of concept for us. It's like, well, people are willing to come to the, you know, down into Grant Street and it's kind of close to some stuff there. So, you know, let's, let's build a place where you want to bring some people down, which we, yeah, were, happy, and, we were happy to see. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get into the, um, uh, the spirit of Oakland in a minute, but, uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, it's really neat for me. I mean, that we're, you know, I guess we're still socially distanced. So even though we could be doing this in, in person, it's, uh, you know, I guess we're getting used to this whole virtual thing, which, yeah. you know, what it, yeah. it's fine, whatever. But, um, you know, so you're literally, I mean, maybe, maybe a mile, maybe a mile and two tenths or something, but you know, 15, 20 minute walk and I, I'm at the brewery <laughs> and, and, and it's, I mean, it's really, uh, you know, I think it's really neat that, you know, you guys were in that area when you moved in there, I think the beacon was being built. Or, or it was be, I think it was built, but it wasn't finished out yet. They didn't have everybody and all the, uh, the occupants yet. So you were kind of, we when we were there. Yeah. I don't think it was the, built. The beacon wasn't even a thing when we were there. Yeah. yeah, right. There, there yeah, was an operational there. business when we yeah. moved into there. The beacon didn't come on for like four years after we were there operating already. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So yeah. And we watched it, we watched it all happen, you know, as they bought that, the, the Telworks was an interesting concept. They um, dismantled uh, communications equipment, like the large cell towers and sure. stuff, yep. and then sold them overseas to countries that needed like 3G coverage. So it was it's the best thing to have. You got paid to do the work on the front end, and you got to sell everything on the back end. Right. So you, you're making money on both sides. <laughs> Recycl- um, recycling business, eh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, we, we were there for a while, and we were the only thing down there for a long time. There were some townhomes and a few homes right next to us, but there was yeah. uh, literally uh, for a long time, if you came down Grant Street and you didn't live there, you were lost. You didn't, yeah, you right, know, right. I well, took a wrong turn it, coming well, from Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I guess it dead ends, or does it end? Does yeah. it now? Does it? Well, it, yeah, used, it used to dead end. Now you there is an outlet through the beacon you, up to Hill Street. Yeah, you can go out the back. But yeah, but yeah. prior to, I mean, it was a dead end, and it's and, it, mm-hmm. and then you see the uh, the the fence on the side, and you've got these horses that says, "Do yep. not enter this property, or it's going to be bad news for you." And you're like, "I don't know where I'm at. It, Let me get out of here." All right. And it used to be so nice because it was just a nice little wooden fence. Yeah. And then as more and more people started come down coming down there, they started getting paranoid that yeah, they're going to jump like in that. there and try to ride the the horses. Or or feed them or whatever. Right. So, yeah, but I mean, where do you find horses in the city? You know, like, well, how many places can you go to and there's, like, you know, like horses running around in front of you in the city? Well, I can name, I can name one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's it. Same, same. So, yeah. But so, so it's interesting. And you guys took, uh, took off with, um, uh, just the time frame, right? And it's like, so, you know, cause what, uh, 07, 08, 09 was a little bit rough, I guess by 10 and 11, things are kind of getting back mm-hmm. to some kind of normalcy, but you know, yeah. and you guys are, you know, you're, you're like, well, hell, we're going to go make beer. Here we go. Let's go start yep. a new business. So, so definitely, you know, kudos to, uh, to you guys for being, um, uh, 
uh, one, entrepreneurs, but two, you know, adventurous enough to uh, to take a chance. And, and I mean, you know, now look at you, you know, we're what, 12 years in, give or take. I mean, maybe not formally as a business, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, from, from, kind of from when we first started doing this, yeah, 12 years. I mean, but we've been, you know, in business. This will be our seventh anniversary on January 7th. Yeah. So, oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. I hope we're having a big party. We are having a big party. Uh, it'll be the weekend after that. So the ninth, 10th, whatever that is, but yeah, yeah. Put it on your calendar. That's Saturday. Eventide's seventh anniversary party. Lucky number seven. I'm hoping we record, uh, record live there for the, uh, for the party. So, you know, we'll yeah. See. Well get, get there early. So you get some good footage and get there late. So you have a good time. Oh, nice. Good. That's good advice. That's good advice. I, if somebody's not writing that down right now, I mean, that's a t-shirt and that's definitely, but no, if you're going to show up for one event, the anniversary parties want to show up to that's, that's our big one every year. Everybody's yeah. a great time. Uh, we'll have two, two new beers that we're releasing for that one. So we're having a, we'll have a barrel aged version of Highlander, which is our strong Scotch ale. Oh, coming wow. way in somewhere around the 11 percent mark wow. nice. uh, and then we'll have a um a belgian triple that we brewed with new zealand hops uh pink peppercorns and coriander which is about 10 and a half percent oh i may wow. have heard about that one yeah you, you, i think you, you may have a little sneak peek on that one a pre pre pre-release pre uh but not fit but i did, i haven't had the finished product i don't think true, it's finished true. Yet, yeah, so. it won't be finished for a bit and we're going to actually get some uh some barrels and age that one out as well for a bit yeah. so yeah, should be good should be a yeah, fun time Looking forward to that one, then. That's tasty. Yeah. So, uh, well, hold on. I've got a lot of directions that I'm going to go, but uh, but don't don't. I, I cut us off on the Eventide story. Uh, is there? Do you want to you want to uh, polish that one up, or are you good? Sure. To go? So we uh, so we we found this building. Uh, like I said, it was just kind of sitting down there, unused. Um, and they're like, you know, take over the space, take care of the space. We'll cut you a good deal on it. So we we got that. At least that was a way for us to move into an area. But we didn't know anything about Grant Park. Nothing. We'd never spent any time here. So we, you know, we kind of came down and spent a little time walking around. And, you know, Grant Park eight years ago was a lot different than the Grant Park that it is now. Um, not that it was a bad neighborhood. It was like, like very heavily in a transition. At it that was point, a different though. neighborhood than it yeah. is now. You said it. Um, yeah. But I mean, the people there were great. And I, I actually, um, just bit the bullet early on and moved into the Grant Park neighborhood one, because, you know, the brew day started at like 5am. So I was up at 4am trying to get down here from Shambly where I was living. So I'd like to be a little closer to the brewery than that. Um, but I wanted to learn more about the area and getting down here, uh, just really fell in love with it. It's, it's a true neighborhood. Uh, fantastic. Yeah. Um, Oakland cemetery. We've been big supporters of them for a while now. We love those guys. Uh, but I mean, that's, that's the thing that we really, you know, kind of grab hold to is that it's, it's a true neighborhood. The people care about Grant Park. They want, they're all about improving Grant Park. And we we like that one, they allowed us to set up shop there Two, you know, they eventually welcomed us in. And then three, I think we like, we really feel like a part of the community now. You know, we, we've gotten there. We are a neighborhood brewery. We are the neighborhood brewery for Grant Park. And then from there, we kind of expand out to the surrounding neighborhoods as well. You know, because there's some great neighborhoods. And that's the cool thing about that area is there's some really good neighborhoods there. You know, like, East Atlanta, Ormwood. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you, can, you, you got Kirkwood. You got Cabbage Town. You know, I mean, right. Ormwood. Like, like, right through there, like, there's a lot of, like, really true, tried and true neighborhoods that people yeah. care about each other. They're, they're big into the organization. You know, you get further out and it becomes, you know, like the – the cul-de-sac communities where you, you know nobody nobody says hello to each other. Half the people don't know each other. They're just you know they're out in the car. They're back in their house, and that's it. Um, well, here, a good, you, good you time to mention. People. 
Yeah, I mean, a good time to mention. So um, I think with, uh, so you guys now host, uh, I got to say it right, is it, it the Grant Park Market, right? And that's- hey, Grant Park Farmer's Market. Farmer's so, Market, okay. Yeah, 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 it's part of the CFM, the Community Farmer's Market group. Yeah. They have five or six markets around the city, and we host the Grant Park Market. Which, if you go there, it's uh, I've been. It's uh, it, it is. Um, uh, they are socially aware. They do everything mm-hmm. in accordance. Uh, so it may take they a do. little longer than it used to. Be, meaning that you know, so many people allowed in, masks and uh, you know, sanitizers, etc. But uh, but I tell you, you go, you show up down there, and it, it's uh, I got to think about it. It's Sunday mornings from like nine to one or ish, yes. something like uh, that. I think it's nine thirty to one thirty. Yeah, okay. Correct. But yeah, but I mean, literally, like as soon as you uh, get to the stop sign at the top of the hill and start cresting the hill, mm-hmm. it's th- there's people everywhere, and you know, just a shitload of vendors, and it, you know, it's uh, the the typical thing you would see at a farmers market. But uh, but I, I think that's uh, a really awesome thing that you guys are doing and sharing your space and and being able to provide people you know access to uh, to that community event uh, yeah. to shop locally. So yeah, it's really we awesome. like doing it. We're we're happy that we were able to do that for them. Um, They started a couple of years back with the winter market and um, they couldn't get the permitting with the city because the city wasn't allowing any live events on site, any of the parks. Yeah. For, you know, for this year. And they're just like, guys, can we just stay there? Like, sure. Yeah. You're already set up. Let's, let's go, let's do it. We want to make right. sure that they had a, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, if, if not, they didn't have anywhere to sell their produce, that's their right. livelihood. Yeah. You know, they, that's their products and their produce. If they can't sell that and they can't make a living. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad we were able to, to offer them a space to be able to do so. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, this, uh, this Arbor Rail is going down just absolutely easy. I, I'm pretending like I haven't had it before. I, I have had it, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not pretending, but I'm just saying for people to have it, because we do have listeners, you know, across the U.S. Um, so let me go. Are you guys, uh, so di- distribution wise, uh, you, what, how many states are you hitting ish or, you know, state of Georgia only. Okay. State only of, state yeah. Of we're Georgia. just state of Georgia. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're really small. We, we, you know, we're a like max capacity, probably about you know, 4,000 barrels ish a year with our, um, it's a five barrel brew house, the same one we've had, which, you know, allows us to be nimble and, mm-hmm. you know, like be able to, you know, make quick moves and we're very versatile in what we can make, you know, make happen with that. Um, but we're, I mean, we're not these super large production. Now we can handle everything in the state and we could potentially move out of state and handle a couple of markets outside of state. And then, mm-hmm. you know, once we do that, we'll look to expand. And that's something we've been looking at for the last couple of years. Um, but we've been really just trying to grow the, you know, the footprint, the brand here in Georgia. Um, and we're distributed what? across the entire state. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everywhere I go, I see you guys. I mean, for sure. Well, good. Uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's, yeah, wherever it's at, I mean, you've, uh, you know, there are, and, and typically multiple products on the shelf. I know we talked, um, uh, we were talking about my friend's bottle shop the other day. I mean, they've got, Oh yeah. I love those guys. Def, yeah. Yeah. Hunter yeah. and cam definitely carrying plenty of your product, but you know, mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, Publix and Kroger's and you know, the, the, the big box people, uh, definitely have, uh, ha- have a good presence. So I want to go, I'm going to, I'm going to reshift this a little, if you don't mind. So you mentioned a, um, you mentioned a peach product that you had done. Yeah. So the peach stays on. Okay, uh, so, so, yeah. so let, let me ask a question first, though. Before, so I'm okay. gonna get kind of, I'm gonna get kind of, kind of beer nerdy on this one, okay. and and I, I love peaches. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of my favorite fruits, maybe okay. my favorite stone fruit. But I feel like people have. I, I feel like peach is a challenging flavor 
and, and I'm sure yours is natural and you're using actual peaches and juice, right? And, and it's, yeah, not, it's not a flavoring. I'll, I'll work you through the process in just a second. But do you know what I'm saying? That, that, uh, I mean, you've, I'm sure you've had other peach um, peach drinks or peach beers before, peach flavored uh-huh. beers, however you want to frame that up. And I, I feel yeah. like peach is one of those that can, like you can really nail it. Or it's like, yeah, I understand it's peach and I, I can, in my mind's eye, I know it's peach, but you yeah. really missed it there. Yeah, I guess it depends on where you're trying. I mean, we've all had a fuzzy navel, you know, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's just one of those things like, but which direction are you trying to go with peach? Now, you want that sweet, ripe peach flavor, um, but you don't want it to taste like a fake sweet, ripe peach flavor. Right. So what I did when I, I, I made this one and this was, I'll never do it again. I'll just, I'll purchase the puree from, you know, a, a, an aseptic house. Um, I actually went and bought, I think it was two or two or three full cases of peaches, you know, like 50 pound cases of peaches. Sure. Um, I actually took them, took them all back, um, skinned them all off, removed all the, the peach flesh from them. Uh, actually sterilized them myself and then blended them all up in a, like a food processor and blender myself, made these purees. Uh, and then we made a, um, it was actually a French Saison base. And then right at the end of primary, we, we added all the, uh, the peach puree to it. So it re-fermented on the peaches. So you got all that nice, ripe peach flavor, you know, a little boost in the alcohol because it's going to start eating through some of those sugars. And it was beautiful. It was a very, very good beer. Now, it's not as approachable, obviously, as the Honey Cycle Coach was, but it was one of the, my favorite beers I've ever made. Wow. Um, and yeah, and we would like to bring that one back. That's what we're working on now. I've actually uh, sourced a couple of different purees out. We tried one this past week, but it was more of like a, like a green peach, which is fine in its own right, but it's not what you're looking for for this particular beer. Well, you've already got an expectation, so it didn't deliver what you already know you can produce, exactly. right? Yeah. Exactly. So, I want to get back to that, um, and it may be another, we wait until peach season, and they, I mean, locally sourced Georgia peaches, nice. wait until, you know, July-ish peach season. And Well, and, and that's why I went know. there, right? Is I mean, because it's like, you know, you, your local community brewery, yeah. and, and it's, you know, I mean, it just, it's, it's almost a staple that I got to see something with a peach on the wall. This time of year, I understand yeah. why not, but I mean, sure. it, when it's peach season, you you know you you would think like hey that's uh that's another t-shirt right i mean it's yeah. like hey um so and then just- with and the thing about it, like with that we so with the grant park sour which is another one of the beers that we have here to try Ooh, wait, uh, are we going there for a palate cleanser well we can yeah i mean we can we can move to the next beer i'm almost finished with this uh arbor ale so gotta move well, to I, something. I, I definitely just finished mine that, hey, I'm telling you, so if you haven't had, and, and I'm, uh, you know, a lot of local people have probably had Eventide, but uh, yeah, I mean, in, you know, instead of grabbing the, uh, the old naturals off the, the, uh, the shelf, uh, this, uh, this Arbor Ale Honeysuckle Kolsch is, uh, it, it does not disappoint. And it gives you that little extra flavor. It's easy. It's light drinking, but, uh, it's again, says it best, right? Is you get, get those kind of floral notes off of there. Mm-hmm. You're not just drinking uh, low octane water. So no, no, it's actually very, very nice. You get the, the full flavor there, but still light, you know, nice. very, very easy to drink. Very enjoyable. Nice. Let's see. So we're stepping into the sour arena. So this is a, a brewery only release. Uh, we can only make this in very small batches. Uh, and this is actually Grant Park sour, which for Linderweiss or in-house for Linderweiss. And this is made with blood orange and hibiscus. 
So I'll show you the in the glass the color. Is oh, you want glass? Kind of I could go pink. for glass too. Oh yeah, you know, a little pinkish hue that you mm-hmm. get from the hot, the addition of the hibiscus there. Um, and, and yeah, so so with this one, so you know GPS, we're thinking of like creative names for the beer. Yeah, uh, we're a brewery based in Grant Park, so it just kind of you know kind of fit there. Grant Park Sour, GPS, find your way down to Grant, you know, to Eventide Brewing, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to have a kettle sour, it's just that the the amount of time it takes to create this with the small setup we have, we can't make it in a large quantity. You know, so it's it's a little more difficult to set up that way on the size system we have. So we only offer it at the brewery. You'll you may find a couple kegs here or there that hit market. Um just just because, you know, we'll be able to send some out with some kind of, you know, some some preferred vendors, some people who are good to us. We want to make sure we give them some fun, you know, some fun creative stuff from time to time. Uh and this this would definitely be one of them. So so when you say um, when you say it takes longer, so I, I'm uh, I'm a little uneducated in the the way you make a sour. Mm-hmm. So uh, you can you give us a, the synopsis. Yeah, so there's a souring process. So what you're doing is you're lowering the pH. So you introduce um, the the lactic acid to lactobacillus to to the product, and you have to let the pH drop over a certain amount of time. Hmm. And generally, it's somewhere in the twelve to 30, let's well, say 36 hour range, but it's usually at least for overnight thing that has to happen for us. So, you know, we, it'll usually drop into that, that low three, you know, low three range by the following morning. So we're looking at 15 to 18 hours, somewhere in there, uh, a lot of the time. And that's fine for a five barrel batch and we can make a five barrel batch of it, but then you can do that again. And all of a sudden you're, you're looking at three days of process just on the, you know, just kind of brewing time right and then you get everything in there so you, like you've eaten up the mo- the majority of your week by the time we've made 10 barrels of it mm-hmm. and 10 barrels is about all we can make um at a time uh so that's why we can't really do a big release once we upscale equipment obviously we'll make that a little easier mm-hmm. uh, but until then it's available there we just we this is our first canning of it uh, we actually have a Goza, which is coming out here soon, called Sea Wisp. Um, that we're we're looking to can some of it as well. Uh, so we're trying to get some, you know, get some on the shelves here, get a little bit out to market for the people who want it because it's a very popular beer. You know, it's it's one of those that it, you kind of either like them or you don't like them, but the people who like them really love them. Mm-hmm. I'd say this so is a good intro. I'd say this is a good introductory sour. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like like if if I'm if I'm like I don't know if I like them or not. I've never had one. I'd Absolutely. say this is uh, you know it's it's good. It's uh, you know, it, it's low, um, low ABV. Yeah, low it's three point two, so it's not really mm-hmm. killing you. Uh, I'm, I'm just thinking as we're talking, like this would go great in like a spritz, uh, yeah, almost. Sure. I mean, I'm I like I, I actually want to get a cube of ice and some apple. You, you can do a lot of fun <laughs> stuff with it. You know, it's, it's it's just hard enough, but not overwhelmingly tart. You're not going to pull like the the vinegar, those big vinegar flavors you would yeah. from the long sours. It's bright and fresh. You know fruity you know, with that tart finish on it so very approachable very easy to drink yeah do you guys do you have other sours that you do or is this uh, uh so gps is a line that we do uh we always have one available in the in the tasting room there uh we make it in-house so it could be dry hopped it could be you know fruited there are different things that we do to it so we always getting through with that one yeah uh, and then like i said we're making a goza which is kind of a a, a base off of this uh it's a it's essentially a berliner a berliner vice a little bit bigger on the alcohol content usually like four and a half as opposed to three and a half um 
and then you add uh, sea salt and coriander to it. And with this one, I think we did pineapple, guava, and orange with it as well. Uh, so it'll be a fruity goza. Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, so it's that good. should be ready here in two or three weeks. Um, yeah, nice. nice. Yeah. You guys change it up quite a bit in terms of different seasons of the year. We do. I mean, you know, in Georgia, you get a long summer, so yeah, you yeah. have a lot of lighter beers uh, throughout the time. We, we like to kind of dabble in a number of things. We're big into European beers, German, mm-hmm. Belgian, you know, some English styles. Um, I think we had at one point a couple of months back, like eight, eight or nine different German beers on mm-hmm. at one time, uh, you know, gotten into lagers a bit more uh, this year. Um, but we, we really like traditional beers. We like the stuff that you want to drink and you want to drink a lot of, you know, we want to be, <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, you know, you, you know, some beers you have and like two ounces is enough of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'd, yeah. I'd rather make a beer that you want to drink two pints of. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, so that's, that's the kind of stuff, you know, the stuff that you keep a six pack in the fridge and you know, you can just pop in and grab one at any time and it's going to be delicious. It's going to be refreshing. It's not one of those you got, you kind of look at and it's like, do I want to go there? You know, (laughs) like those kind of beers. Um, so yeah. So, um, and I also like the measuring stick you get with traditional beers. Like, you know what a pills are supposed to taste like, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? You know what a pale ale is supposed to taste like. Um, so I like being able to put our, our version of those beers out there and say, yes, this is a Pilsner, but this is even tides Pilsner. Very cool. So, yeah. I like that. Yeah. So, so we were talking about, um, when I was, uh, stopped by last week and, and I'm like, well, how do you, how do you actually, what, what's the process for, uh, creating a beer, right? You're going to go through, uh, what's the what's the recipe going to be? And then, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you're not going to make barrels of it before you know what it is. So, sure. so what is the, what's the R and D process for uh, someone like, you know, a craft brewery that says, and, and, and you're changing it up as Dan just mentioned, right? I mean, we're, we're going to go here, mm-hmm. we're going to go there. What, what's that whole, what, what's the process? Uh, so I guess the, it first starts what kind of beer, you know, like let's, let's figure out a style or at least a flavor profile that we're kind of looking for. And then from there, maybe you have two or three different styles you could go with on those. We pinpoint what that is going to be. Uh, and then from there, so a lot of this is to the brewing industry, just from the amount of time you spend in it, you've been able to sample a number of products, you know, you know, you know exactly what a biscuit malt is going to taste like, you know, what Simcoe hops are going to smell and taste like, you know, you know what, uh, you know, a cow ale yeast versus, you know, British ale yeast is going to impart into the beer. So you, from there, you kind of have an idea of how to build these recipes. And that just comes with time and practice from an, from an understanding and knowing uh, of the ingredients, knowing the tools you're working with. Um, and then from there, you can start putting little things together. And by the time we're brewing, thankfully, this is, you know, this is the benefit of brewing on a small setup is that I don't have to have a separate R&D system. I can actually brew all of my R&D batches, you know, on my production setup. So the continuity is there. It's, a, you know, it's, it's always the, the same one-to-one scale because you're brewing it on the system. You'd be making it for the market anyway. Uh, and then we try that R&D batch. And if we're going to do that, I'd rather do it. And we're we've gotten to the point now where we can pull together a recipe and brew it to the point where it's either, it's either exactly what we were going for, or it's close enough to say, Hey, this isn't, this isn't what we're going to release to market, but this is definitely good enough to put it in the tasting room and call it something else. 
Right. So, you know, and, and that's, that way there's not a lot of waste there. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, I tell, I tell my brewers, the absolute scenario, we dump the batch. That's the worst thing that can happen yeah. here. Right. You know, you, you lose a little bit of, um, a little bit of cash and a little bit of man, you know, a few hours on it. But at the end of the day, that's the absolute worst thing that's going to happen. No, and no, that's now the worst now that we're connected, happen. it can, it can always be a donation to birdies and bourbon. And, yeah. uh, we'll, uh, <laughs> exactly. we'll, we'll take exactly. <laughs> so, so yeah. And, you know, thankfully we're, we're, you know, we've, we've worked on it long enough to where we don't have too many misfires. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's really awesome that, but again, I mean, it's uh, you know, a craftsman at his trade, right? I mean, it's kind of what, what you do and what, where, you know, you're going and, and uh, I guess the vetting process on the front end that, uh, Hey, if we put these ingredients together, mm-hmm. they're not going to suck no matter what, but, yeah. but you may need some refining to do after the fact, which is a great reason to visit the, uh, the tasting room because you might yeah. get things that you're never going to get, you know, hence, uh, of course. Or, or a, a good example of this is we have um, a series of hazies that we just started because we're planning to release one to market uh, like spring of next year. So we're going to have two, three, four versions of a hazy IPA, uh, each showcasing a different hot profile. All, all of which we're going to take the information from and make the beer we want to release to market. But having the tasting room, having 18 taps and a cask engine allows us, you know, the flexibility to put these beers on and get feedback from the public, get feedback from the staff. And that's what we're really asking for is, you know, Hey, what do you like about these beers? You know, there's anything that you don't like. If you saw this out at a restaurant, it's something that you would buy. If not, what is, what is something? So it allows us to kind of bet where it would land in market. Sure. While being able to control all the variables there at the brewery. So I was hoping you weren't going to take me there based on our conversation <laughs> last week, but you did. So I'm going to go there in, in, a, in a, a very PG 13 kind of way. Okay. So for some reason, and, and I enjoyed the hazy IPA that I had of yours. Okay. Um, well, thank I, but, you. but, but I, I don't necessarily enjoy a hazy IPA and it's, and it's never really the flavor. It's never the mouthfeel. It's just the whole concept of like, if I'm drinking something with that haze in it, I I almost think it's like somebody didn't turn the Guinness the right color. And I, I, I I like a good, I like a a Guinness. I, I can't lie. I mean, there's nothing, you know, and I like dark beer, but I just feel like an IPA to me from, 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 and it's more of a visual thing. I, I think, you know, I kind of get this, like, it should just look different and, and it's not yours, right? I mean, it's just the hazy IPA scene in general. That's kind of yeah. coming on board here of late. It's kind of the new, the new, the new catch. So how do you deal with, I mean, you, you kind of have to respond to what people are buying, right. And where the market's sure. going and, and you kind of got to go, go in those directions. But d- if it's a fair question ever get like, it's like, ah, I really don't want to go down that road, but I'm going to go down that road. And I'm not saying that you do or don't like hazy IPAs. I'm just saying for me as a consumer, like I don't ever walk, I've never walked into a, uh, uh, an establishment and I'm like going, man, I can't wait to get my hands on a hazy the IPA. I'm just wondering as a, you know, as a brewer, or is there ever anything that you, I mean, it could be a sour. It's like, ah, I just like, I'm going to make a damn good sour, but I don't, I'm not really into sours. It doesn't do anything for me. I, I mean, so you have to look at it as a production brewery, as a tap room, front facing tap room, you have to take into account what the customer would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're going to make what the customer likes, you might as well make the best version you can of that thing the customer likes. 
And that's what we do with everything that we have. I'm, I was a late adopter to the hazy scene as well. Um, it, you know, some of it was a visual profile aesthetically. It doesn't look like beer, you know, at least not beer that from the majority of my life. So it took a little while to get there. Uh, some of it was flavor. A lot of times they were too sweet. They were a little grainy sometimes, depending on the method to produce um, their beer. So like for me, and like, and I think I said this the other day is like, if you lined up a hundred in front of me, I might like five of them, right. you know, it just, it took a long time to get there because I like a particular profile. And a lot of times they just tasted like a, a weird fermented fruit juice that just didn't sit well. Um, you know what I was going for there. So, but that's, that's not to say that you can't make a good one. And that's, that's, you know, the, the point being is that those five beers out of those hundred were good and I would go back and drink them again. So you right. can make a good one. You just have to, you know, put a little more time and effort into it, really round it into the thing that it needs to be and have it be the best example of the style it can be. Now, is everybody going to like it? No. You know, the, the guy who's, who's drinking porters or drinking pilsners is probably not going to like the hazy IPA. You know, but are the people who like an IPA but not necessarily a hazy IPA gonna like it? Probably. Because you're gonna you're gonna make it in an aspect where it's still going to appeal to them, where it's not too far in one direction, that this still it's very enjoyable. Um, and that's what we kept trying to do with these. And I mean, they, they can be good. And that's what we're taking with this is we're going to try to incorporate, you know, even like what Eventide does into these beers. And that's what we've always done. We've taken a style of beer and we put, you know, the Eventide spin on it. This is Eventide's version of whatever this thing is. And we want that to be the best version it can be of that particular beer, you know, and that's, if, if it's not, then we're not going to make it and we're going to, you know, we're going to dump it down the drain and try again. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Again, that 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 Dane that drain dumping thing. Get a tongue tire. Uh, that there's no reason to do that. Okay. Again, now now we have an outlet for that. There we go. Uh, yeah, and and the uh, the hazy IPA I had the other day. I mean, clearly you could tell I didn't have any issues with it. I mean, I sucked it down like it was uh, water. You know. So I mean, and, it, and it, look, it, I appreciate that. That's what we're we're kind of going for. There's like yeah. we're we want it to be something that even the people who don't necessarily like a hazy IPA, yeah, at, at least can still enjoy. It's now, still a good. The, yeah, it's a good do beer. You, do you grab a second one? Maybe not. Right. You know, maybe so. But you, you'll at least drink the one you have. You know. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, hands down. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's um, uh, that, that's a great direction to go. So, I'm looking at your wall back there. Yeah, here, hold uh, on one second. Oh yeah, you're good, bud. Checking out his turning wall. the light on. No, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. So, yeah, in, in looking at the wall, do you have any favorites back there? Sure uh, you- let's see. So. I really enjoyed Pair of Kings for a long time there. That Spirit of Oakland's been really nice. Uh, the Hazy, I like, I like a little bit here and there. Mild Mischief has been on for a bit. It's really enjoyable. That Barrel-Aged Weizenbach is, is ridiculously good. We actually just bottled a little bit of it. Um, same for the pills at the Fest beer. Yeah, look, man, they're all good. I mean, in all honesty, <laughs> it just depends on the day. It depends on kind of what mood I'm in. I uh, do I want something a little lighter. So in, in profile of color, don't want something darker, you know, bigger, you know, bigger in flavor, don't want something hoppy, you don't want something super crisp and clean. We we have all options there, which is really nice. So yeah, just kind of I'm I'm more of a mood drinker. It's well, you know, what well, am my, I in the mood for? My palate is clean. Are we going okay. para, para kings or are we gonna go for Yeah, let's uh, go para kings and then spirit of oak and we'll finish on spirit of oak. 
Yeah, and so um, so the the Para King Spirit. I know why Spirit of Oakland. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know why Grant Park Sour. I don't know why Arbor Ale. You've got a lot of other interesting names back behind you. So so from naming conventions and mm-hmm. uh, obviously a pair of kings. We actually have a pair of kings on here playing cards. Mm-hmm. So wh- how how does that uh, happen about? I mean, is that uh, creative so, drinking and brainstorming or? Yeah, I mean, or it was just poker night. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, this one came about the first time we brewed it, we actually brewed it with Kvike yeast. Um, and it kind of, we, we made the leap from it being, uh, you know, cause like in a, a double to an Imperial IPA. So you're thinking royalty, you know, you're thinking like, um, you know, European royalty. So kind of, that's how the pair of Kings aspect came in. Uh, and it kind of, it just rolled off the tongue. It was a fun thing to say. We were able to come up with a cool can design for it. So it kind of, that's more or less how that one happened. Um, you know, now we switched over from the Kvike yeast to to a clean American yeast, uh, which I think actually is better for this particular beer. Uh, but we kept the name, and you know, we kept the the spirit of it for sure. So, yeah, no, that that's um, so the the two beers that we've had so far, the Arbor Ale and the uh, what we have we had the uh, Grant Park Sour. Yeah, I mean we've we've really gone through some different flavor profiles here, and if you like a double IPA, you you've mentioned it once on the show, and you mentioned it a couple times last week. So I'm I'm going to drop a, another name, but you said you were a big fan of uh, of Bales Too Hearted, yeah. And uh, sure. you know, the, the the hardest thing for me to find when I, I'm I'm adventuring out is uh, Bales Double Too Hearted, which uh, our friends uh, mm-hmm. over over at my friend's yeah, bottle shop, shop yeah. yeah, they they uh, they they actually got some in for me. Uh, so I hope nobody runs out and buys it all. Actually, I hope you do so they can order more. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, this this, is, this one does pretty well for them over there. I know they uh, they I was actually just talking to um, to Hunter the other day, um, and he. He usually brings in a couple of cases every week. It just kind of flies out of there, um, well, them, so, which is so. Which if you're a great. Bales fan, I mean, this thing is like this is the yeah. Bales double too hearted for me, man. I mean, it's like an yeah. easy replacement for that. I mean, it's fantastic, and, it's, and that's where it's like kind of we're looking for again going into a double IPA. A lot of times you go with the double IPAs, they're they're way too heavy, too malty, too much residual sugar in there. Oh, crazy with the bitterness like you know like yeah. 100 plus ibus are going on there this is meant to be something that's going to be still like even though it's big 8.3 percent it's a you know it's a hearty beer um it's going to finish you know with a lighter profile fairly clean we didn't go heavy on the uh the crystal the adjunct malts in there so it's going to be a lot lighter on the palate it's going to allow the hops to really shine through uh this a huge amarillo dry hop so you get that on the nose kind of coming through there so it's, it, it worked out really really nicely i think there's some azaka in there as well to add some of those tropical fruit notes but uh it's, it's just it's a beautiful beer um and it's it's kind of layered in there like if you're looking for it like you can kind of pull those little the profiles sure. out but it's still light enough to where you can just enjoy it like this is a 8.3 this is an 8.3 percent beer no, you, you can drink you, on, you, on a warm you, afternoon you know you, like you, you can still get, enjoy you get it. in trouble here exactly exactly you can, you and that's, get in again it goes back to making beer that i want you to be able to drink a couple of now you drink two or three of these uh, hopefully you're walking home or driving an uber <laughs> or a cab or something um but still that's the cool thing about this is like it's an eight plus percent beer that you could legitimately have two or three of because it's not going to weigh you down it's very flavorful it's easy to drink you know so that you, you get all of those things with it you know a lot of double ipas i kind of get that um 
uh, what is, uh, I don't know what the right way to say, but it's, it's like on the finish, you get like a real heavy kick of, of that kind of hoppy, like it just, I mean, it, but it's, it's just overdone on the finish of this thing and yeah. n- not of this one. I'm saying other double IPAs that I've had, it's like, you, you can't, it, it's almost got like a, uh, it's not sour, but it's just, you get a note of like this heavy, like I just can't finish the finish the, you know, the glass of beer and this one, you guys did a really nice job of kind of rounding out that finish on this. And you, you get the double IPA kind of on the front of the palate and then mid palate. And then the finish, it kind of smooths out where you can just keep drinking. I mean, that's whatever you need to finish this thing off. I mean, it is, uh, it's solid. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's that's, and that's what we're looking for in doing this one. And we've been brewing it. So it, this is the fun thing about it. Uh, this was originally planned just to be a spring specialty beer. We're going to brew one batch of it, release a little bit of package, release a little bit of draft. You know, draft hasn't done much this year, but we've made at this point, I think we're coming up on like 10 batches throughout the course of the year because people just kept buying it. It's been a really? great beer for everybody. It's, you know, they really enjoyed it for whatever reason. They kind of latched onto it and have been enjoying it. Um, since spring of this year and we're just going to keep making it. So, I mean, thank you to everyone who's been purchasing it out in the market and everyone who's coming to the brewery to grab it. Cause you guys are the reason that we continue to make this beer. Awesome. Yeah. Sweet. So this was a surprise for you then that it's where, where it's at today. Yeah, no, I mean, we, we know it was a good beer. We, we really enjoyed it, but the plan was never to continue to make it. Um, because people kept buying it, you know, so yeah. we really appreciate the support. Very cool. It, it, is that, does, is that happen often that it's like, Hey, we're Sometimes, doing a, uh, Arbor Ale is kind of like that. So okay. Arbor Ale, uh, was meant to be a one-off last year in spring. Uh, then we kept making it for draft and we finally brought a little bit of package in. So originally this year, it was just meant to be kind of a long summer seasonal. We're going to start late spring and have it run out like early fall. And we're continuing to make it because people keep buying it. Yeah, you know, nice. like it's it, every so often you just come up with those beers that really kind of resonate with the public and they just really enjoy it. And they just kind of keep coming back to it and coming back. Though, And I love, I love those beers um, because they're the ones that, you buy the six pack of that and then you buy the experimental six pack because you know, you're going to like the one six pack you got. So you always branch out and try something different. So that's like your, like your control six pack, you know, you're going to enjoy it. You put it in the fridge, it's there. So if whatever this other thing you bought doesn't pan out, at least you got your fallback. Perfect strategy. And and, (laughs) And having those kind of beers is great. You know, because the thing about it is, you know, you're always going to like it. If you go to a a restaurant you've never been to before and you see an Arbor Ale or a pair of Kings on the menu, at least you know you're going to get a good beer. Even if if the meal isn't what you want it to be, at least you know the beer is going to be good, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. I just made it on the T-shirt right there. It's like front and back. (laughs) (laughs) Coming up with all kind of good ideas tonight. (laughs) (laughs) We got to be good for something, kind of, or at least tell ourselves we're good for something. I like it. I like it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, this was, uh, I can't, I did sneak a few of these out on the course with me on, uh, on Saturday. You you probably saw a picture. Uh, I played at, uh, I played in a club, uh, a tournament at Echelon. Uh, oh, been, okay, yeah. like Alpharetta Milton, I think. Yeah, we're yeah, we were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, I didn't know that was Georgia Tech's course. Well, so it's weird, right? So when that thing, when they built it, they were going to call it the Georgia yeah. Tech Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, this all was happening kind of around like 07, 08. And yeah. uh, like the houses that they were going to build there were a million plus. 
and uh-huh. and again, it's uh, you know we're we're in the city, like a, we're we're maybe a mile or so from the Capitol building downtown, mm-hmm. and uh, you know this place is a good probably 35 40 minute drive without traffic you know from downtown mm-hmm. and if you're building a house there it's seven figures right so it, it's the, the 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 whole market downturn didn't bode really well for them so they sure. operated out of a little trailer uh for i don't know a year i think it's the clubhouse now is like two or three years old two years old i believe uh, so, you know, so there, there wasn't a lot of people building houses up there after the mm-hmm. market downturn. Uh, so they, they didn't have any membership. Well, now when you go up there to play, you know, all the members, because uh, it, it's, uh, I guess, semi-private because they don't mm-hmm. have enough members yet where they can, sure. you know, we're actually playing with one of the members in the, uh, there are two of the members uh, in our foursome because it was a two-man uh, tournament thing. And they uh, they were like, yeah, you know, we wish you'd go uh, we should go private. But, you know, it's, it'd probably be, you know, a few few hundred extra dollars a month. And I'm like, well, right. So don't don't be bitching when when I show up to play because I'm saving you, you know, four hundred dollars a month, man. I mean, come on. Exactly. Not only you, I'm saving all the members. But, yeah, it, it was fantastic. And it's a really great cause. I don't know if you guys support anything, but uh, I'll have to get you uh, trying to think of the name of the. Um, uh, the, yeah, it's, it's a real sad story. We don't get into it about this uh, young man that has this like crazy disease that like one in 10 million people have it. Oh, and he man. gets these, it, it's like hmm. a crazy thing, but it is, but it's a really good cause. We play in the tournament every year. We did not win it this year, unfortunately. Uh, but fortunate for somebody else, we didn't win it this year. So, yeah. Dan, uh, did so, you get to play as well? No, I didn't play with him on that one. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I live in Raleigh, so that's a bit of a hike these days with the COVID. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Dan doesn't drink or golf, so yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strange podcast, right? <laughs> well, he doesn't drink or golf very well. How about that? Ah, look, that's, that's well, a good point. I, I drink pretty well. I don't know about but, golf. Well, I was about to say, but better than but better than me. So I don't know what that says for the team here. So, uh, what about you? G? Uh, we had a great weekend in Atlanta, man. I mean. We had uh, like 70 degrees, sunshine, no rain. uh, I went and played on Saturday. um, And I almost hesitate to say it because the only place I could find like a a nine o'clock tea time on a Saturday this weekend, everything was booked up, but it was a Coweta club out in Noonan. Ooh, nice. It's actually a pretty good little track out there. Like kind of little hidden track. Uh, didn't know much about it. It would have been nice. I lost a few holes to some hazards that I didn't realize (laughs) were there because they have, you know, kind of like a, you know, dry deal running through most of the course and you just you know you have like this nice little dog leg left and it looks like it just opens up and you just assume you know like i hit this you know beautiful um little rescue um kind of a nice little draw on i'm like man it's gonna be right at the bottom of the hill probably gonna be you know 30 yards from the green nope no, couldn't find it. So no, it's a, so no it's a second. It's a second time golf course, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But no, I mean, it was in great shape. The greens are in good shape. It was a you know tough little track. A lot, a lot of elevation change there, yeah. which is really nice. Um, yeah, first time playing it, so pleasantly it. surprised by it. Yeah, I've played nice. it a few times, but it's been a few years since I've played because it's probably a good – that's a good 45-minute drive for you, I guess, right? It actually is 30 minutes. It wasn't oh, bad okay. at all. Well, well, on, on Saturday I, morning, it's you know really easy to get there. I, I forget about the uh, lack of traffic that we have, so you yeah, know, I'm, yeah, I'm used yeah. to the normal, you know, add 20 minutes at least, and, and, um, and there you go. So. But, no, it was uh, – it looks like a place they're trying to bring back. It looks like it kind of, you know, fell on hard times. 
you know, a few years ago and now they're like really trying to bring stuff back there. So the, sure. the course was in really good shape. Uh, you know, like I said, but nobody was on there. Like, I mean, it was really? beautiful. Yeah, we were, we were, so we had to jump past a couple, we had to play through, you know, through a couple of, uh, foursomes. Um, it was painful. Some, um, uh, I guess a, a guy brought his girlfriend cause she wanted to come, come out and play. And obviously she hasn't played a lot. So, I mean, we're 10 strokes and she's maybe made it a hundred yards down the fairway. No, no, that, that, that's called, honey, I'm going to make this as miserable ah, as possible. That man. way you never asked to come back again. And it was, <laughs> it was just me and a buddy were back there and we're just like, you know, cause your, your pace gets all messed up. You're, it like, does you're, you're you. waiting 15, 20 minutes to hit a shot again. It's like, we got to get past these guys. So we were able to make it up and pass them. And it was fine. Like, like bless that guy's heart. And I'm, I'm hopeful they had a good time. It was just, it was hey, miserable. Golf, golf is hard, man. Golf's I mean, hard. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. rough. Look, look, man, it's not saying that, you know, I, I wasn't knocking some into the woods that day. So uh, <laughs> it was, it was nice. So it was good to get out and play. I really enjoy it. So I'm going to go play Echelon. Um, what was that other course you were talking about? The one where it's a mountain course down to a link. Oh, 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 Ed, Ed, oh. Ed, Ed Carlisle. If you're listening, old Tokoa farms. <laughs> hey, here's what we uh, should do. Hey, no good, kidding, man. That's a good man. track, man. That's a really um, good one. Yeah. We should should plan uh there's two clubs that we should go play that are like really good friends of the show and um we should plan to go play old tokoa farms it's uh give or take like an hour north of here it's in blue ridge yeah Yeah. so maybe an hour and 10 minutes whatever and then um harbor club is down it's 20 east uh, before you get to augusta it's another that's, hour that's out Oconee, right you were telling me about that one yeah well. so yeah. so harbor club is the it's i think it's the only course there that you can actually go and play that you don't have to be like a you don't have to go stay and play thing you can drive yeah. down and play it and you, you don't have to be a like staying at the at the residence but uh but no kidding man we should get a uh, i can get it if you've got a regular buddy you play with i mean i've got uh i can definitely um get somebody Let's to do it to, to tag along no 100 percent. let's go yeah that's, and, that's all that's always the thing i'm struggling to do is like something i need to get out of the house i need somebody to go play with yeah like that. but i got a couple of guys that are like my regulars and they're they're usually up for whatever yeah cool. sure and, and it would be you know th- here's the other thing i mean both of them are georgia courses and uh you know and and they're uh, i mean both of those folks are very um uh, what's the right? I mean, they're very like locally, you know, they're, they're, well, I guess it's not local if you're driving an hour outside, but you know what I'm saying? But it's like, it's Georgia, yeah. Georgia here and, and uh, mm-hmm. very supportive, but Love really it. good guys. They've been great friends of the show, man. I mean, that, that would be, uh, be awesome to, uh, to get tied into that. So Let's yeah. absolutely do it. Yes. Yes. hundred percent. I'm on board. Count me in. Uh, Perfect. yeah. So, uh, so we got to get, uh, old Tokoa and Harbor club. If you're listening, <laughs> Uh, hello. <laughs> we probably just got, uh, they probably just unfriended us on every social media site and, uh, we got hate mail coming in. So I don't well, know. I hope not. I still want to go play those, uh, those tracks. No, they're great. They're great folks there. Absolutely. All you have to do awesome. is say, Hey, we, I unfriended them too. And then you'll be in good shape. That's Fair right. Enough. That's right. That's, Fair enough. that's a good point there. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll take care of the beer when we go play. How about that? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's more what I'm thinking about. It's like, Hey man, are they carrying your product? And I know some of that's the distributor kind of stuff. But uh, but more importantly, all right. So this is this one's going to be near and dear to me. I still have a little bit of this one left, but we we can't keep you all night. Um, 
So I'll finish the uh, pair of kings later. So just so uh, my, wa- actually, my water cup for today. There you go. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I went for the green, sir. Oh, I, that's that's my my spit cup. Yeah, I, I <laughs> spit cup. It's uh, whatever residual beer is left in the glass cup for tonight. So so near and dear to me, I live at the corner of uh, Grant and MLK, and uh, like literally, I'm looking out my side window, and I don't have a lot of windows in my little uh, double stack trailer. But the two that I do have, every time I look at them, I see uh, historic Oakland Cemetery. Like Oakland. So, oh, you're in a great spot right there, though, man. Yeah, that's a that's an awesome place. Yeah, um, yeah, Captain the Spirit of Oakland. So we partnered with them. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to launch it for their uh, malts and vaults they did this year because we just had. I don't know if you've heard about the issues with aluminum and the can shortage and all that kind of no, stuff. No, 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 no. I didn't even know this was possible. What's happening? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a real problem uh, this year because everybody's trying to move everything into package. So the can supply is like six months backed up. Oh wow. Um, Really? Yeah, it's insane. So these, you know, I was supposed to have these like mid mid October. Didn't end up getting the cans until like the first of November. Uh, so we weren't able to get these out until last week, I believe. We were finally able to package these up. Um, so yeah, Thursday it's, it's is a real a problem. Fact. Yeah, exactly. That was the canning day that you saved me from. Um, but yeah, that, that's been a real problem because every Coke and Pepsi are ordering billions of cans and can't get them. So that kind of stuff. So like, really? yeah, I think about me, I'm ordering a few thousand cans, you know, who's, so what, who's what's the priority? issue? What's the issue? It's just a short, they can't manufacture it fast enough. Is it like, is that, I mean, is the, it COVID related or it's COVID related because the demand is so high for yeah. off premise. That's yeah. what it is. You know, everybody's buying up everything from, you know, the, the big box chain stores to the independent retail guys. So everything's going into package. That's Think about how much syrup is off. sitting in those bags. It's probably going bad. It's that, that time stamped, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's a real thing. But yeah, so there, there's a, a definite can shortage, aluminum shortage right now. Uh, wow. Didn't know that. Hmm. Yeah. So on, on to, you know, more exciting and, and positive things. Uh, <laughs> the Spirit of Oakland is red IPA. Uh, we brewed it with these guys. Uh, again, it's a bit of a departure from your, your everyday run of the mill IPA. It's something we wanted to make. Uh, and I thought it turned out really, really nicely. So you get those, you know, kind of little caramel notes, that little bit of toasted bread on there. But Definitely to- heavy very, very, toast on this thing, man. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Um, but, and then with the, the Pacific Northwest hot profile of seven seas, you're going to get a lot of that, like, you know, dried citrus, the pine, that, you know, that little herbal quality to it, a hint of floral quality, th- those kind of things. So it, it rounds out really, really nicely. Um, Dan, too bad you didn't get any of this. Uh, he it's, sent it to me. It just didn't get it, here in time. It, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of can shortages, so Dan has, so we may be recording uh, like later tonight or tomorrow. So he's got a pack. Dan's got like an expensive package on the way. <laughs> it's on the way. I hope, I hope nobody, ha- Hey, it's on, it's on the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, and it says it's... Well, Dan, next time you make it down, we'll bring you by the brewery. Awesome. That? That'd be great. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't even get that, Dan. I know. Well, he likes me. Kyle, you can just walk to the brewery. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I fully expect you just, like, show up and you're there, like, sitting out in the, you know, the, the courtyard and patio area. It's like, what? Uh, hold, hold on. I heard an... That was an invitation. <laughs> that, was an invi- that's where, where, that was an invitation, yes. Where I come from, that's called... I'm from East Tennessee originally, man. Anytime somebody says they expect you to be there... That means they expect you to be there. That's a guardian membership right there, isn't it? Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so this one is, um, I mean, I'm all like, 
I wouldn't be surprised if you had told me this was, uh, I guess it doesn't have the viscosity to be a barrel aged beer, but by, no. the, by the taste profile, yeah. uh, it definitely, I'm getting kind of that, that it's burnt gonna be richer. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be richer in that because you're going to add some of those kind of you know, more heavily roasted malts into this one. So it's going to really bolster up that mouthfeel, bolster up that flavor. Uh, the hops are really going to do a good job of kind of cutting through there. And it finished, um, you know, fairly low uh, gravity. So it's really clean kind of on the finish or just leaves that little bit of like, you know, kind of toasty bread and that hint of caramel on there with those nice hops. Um, it, I, honestly, it's, it's fantastic. It's a great beer. I've really enjoyed it over the last few weeks. Um, yeah, see, and I mean, there aren't many IPAs these days that look like that. No, they're, they're not. darker color. No, they're not. Um, but even with a darker color, it's not like it's a like super heavy, overwhelmingly cloying beer. It still worked out to be. No, no, really, you just really got nice. a lot of notes in there that are like, I mean, you can kind of sit back and sip this yeah. one and pick lots of things out. And I, th so if you're a bourbon drinker, uh, especially if you like the, you know, bottled and bonds, 100 proof plus, uh, not because it's heavy on the alcohol, just because of what you're going to get from maybe a more mature uh, bourbon or whiskey that sits in the barrel a little bit longer. I mean, you've mm -hmm. kind of got this and I don't know how long does it take to brew this and how long is it going to sit? Uh, not terribly long. I mean, it's a uh, you know month, month and a half uh, to run that out. Four to six weeks. Um, it's sitting there a little bit longer because we were waiting on the cans to get there. So it has kind of had a little bit of time to clean up and lager, uh, yeah. maybe pull together those that profile a little bit better. But you are going to have you know the nice full mouthfeel, the full flavor on this one that you're not you may be getting from some of those kind of lighter or thinner um, IPAs you kind of have these days. I mean, this would go great with like. Um like that high west double rye i was just drinking uh it would go good with uh maybe some of the um like a sweeter uh weeded bourbon it would go great with i mean it would kind of really pull you know see like the vanilla the honey and something in a yeah. bourbon would really help i mean this is like a beer you could turn this into a good beer cocktail Oh, wow. Absolutely, or you know, just beer in a shot. Yeah, you know, just <laughs> or, enjoy it. Like. Or boiler maker, baby. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nice. no, it, it'll work well with all those. But yeah, I, I love the fact that this one kind of stands out. It stands alone from the crowd. You don't really see these kind of IPAs these days, so it's it's nice to have something like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's uh, well. While I'm sipping on this, what's going on at uh, Eventide Brewing? So I know we're uh, we're happening through. Uh, a very interesting year in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, I saw, what did I see? Samify, is that what I saw you just had at the- Yeah, so uh, it's, a, uh, it's a wine board game. So it kind of teaches you about wine. You drink wine while you do it. Um, actually, uh, the guy who was in charge of education for uh, my distributor came up with the game. Uh, he built the prototype, I, I guess him and his wife and a buddy or something like that. So we just reached out and asked because they, they wanted to have um, local places, uh, obviously beverage-based, uh, where you could pick up your, your pre-ordered games. You could come yeah. and pick them up from there because they don't have a storefront or anything like that. So they just want to partner with, with local outlets like local wine stores, local breweries, things like that, and, and make kind of an ex, uh, you know, experience out of it. So they have a little table set up. You come down and you pick up your board game and you stick around, maybe have a couple of beers or something like that. So, uh, so yeah, it was kind of a cool thing that we were able to do uh, with them. Uh, I think it worked out really well. Um, Is that recent it, though? It looked like it just yeah, Saturday. It okay. was Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. 
Uh, yeah, I was drunk after my golf tournament. I mean, we got fifth place, so I had to drink off my. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we won it two years in a row, and then, uh, you know, it's a three. We're looking for the three peat, and we come in fifth, and yeah, I had to drink some sorrows. Oh. You, you didn't want me there. That's tough. That's tough. Um, no, no, that worked out really well. Obviously, the farmer's market's on Sunday. Uh, we do trivia and try to do tacos and trivia every Thursday which is a uh, you know a fun time a good draw we um atlanta pizza truck i don't know if you guys have tried them before but they they've been showing up pretty much every wednesday night kind of got a set thing That's there cool. and they do a really good job um yeah so uh we've got a, a holiday um holiday event kind of coming up on the 12th we're partnering with the uh, methodist church there in grant park so they're going to have um, like the, the people from the church and maybe the kids are going to kind of walk down Grant Street caroling um, that evening. Uh, we're going to have we're going to have like a socially distant Santa uh, <laughs> that day and stuff like that. So, yeah. Ooh, do you have a Santa? Because I've got a Santa if you need one. But we, we, we have a Santa outfit. I don't know if we have a Santa. Oh, I got no, this dude. So, uh, so check out my Instagram. Uh, so right. go, birdies underscore bourbon. And uh, I don't know if I put him, I, I'll repost him back too. But if you need a Santa, so this is the weirdest thing. So in this golf tournament <laughs> at Echelon, no shit, man. There's a dude, and he's a member of like the 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 Santa unions workers, whatever you want to call them, right? All right. And he's been in a couple movies. Uh, I shouldn't say a couple. He's been in a few movies, and like the dude's full time job is he's a Santa Claus. Like no, really, that, he, that's he's all, a Santa. Yeah, it's all, and he's got like the full. You know, he's got the hair, he's got the beard. Okay. And you know, and when I, I see him, there's good money in Santa. Well, it, Santa? There, there's good money in Santa. I mean, I, I call him. Uh, I've called him creepy Santa. I've called him sipping Santa. I'm gonna go with sipping Santa if he comes on the show, which I think that's, he's going to. Yeah. I know the creepy things, bad. You know, I, he's gonna be around kids. You don't want creepy Santa. I, he, he, kids, is, so. he is not creepy. That's just me. Like after <laughs> after 18 holes of tournament golf you know so yeah. uh you know being bitter but uh but no but sipping santa and uh he's smoking a cigar and i'm like going Gee, I mean, this is not re- even real and he's like oh no look at this look at this and he's scrolling through his thing show me and i'm like holy shit he's like oh yeah and he's like oh look at here's me in vegas two years ago with uh you know when you yeah. can actually go to vegas and do the right things but i mean like this dude is legitimately like he's a professional santa claus that's awesome. It's I, the craziest thing. I've never I, known a professional I, Santa Claus. But, well, no, nor did fantastic. I until two years ago. And I met this guy at this golf tournament. And every, every year we seek each other out. Yeah. And uh, we're going to try to have him on the show. So, you know, hey, yeah, virtual, absolutely. Virtual I mean, Santa, the, so. the holiday extravaganza has got to be coming up for birdies and bourbon. So you got to get Santa all there. Exactly. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> you kidding me? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. Oh, boy. So we'll have that. But, like, part of it is um, we're going to, like, there'll be a toy and clothing drive, you know, for for the Methodist Church. It's big, it'll be local charity. Like, we're, um, you know, it's going to benefit. So it'll be nice. It'll be fun. Yeah, awesome. Very cool. Yeah, yeah very cool. Well, great stuff going on at Eventide, man. What did we uh, What did we miss? I don't know. We don't want to keep you all night, but we could. I could also keep drinking beer. So, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the plan anyway. So. <laughs> I'm going to um, keep drinking. Yeah, the, I mean, the, the big stuff that we have that kind of coming up, um, we're working on what we're doing for 2021. The 9th, please put January 9th on your calendar. That's that anniversary party. That's, yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be a bash. It always is. It's That's a good cool. time. That's cool. Um, yeah, and then. How do you, you know, get there? Do you RSVP or can you just show up? 
No, you just show up. So uh, what we did last year is we kind of had it set up to where it was, you know, more family focused early on. Because, I mean, we're, we're a big neighborhood brewery. The kids come yeah, down. Sure. Everything's yep. cool there. So, like, from, you know, say, like, 11 to 4.35, whatever it was, it was more, like, family-friendly. We had little games and face painting and stuff for the kids down there. And then we kind of had, like, a celebratory cake cutting and stuff like that that happened around 5-ish. Uh, and then from there, kind of transitions into more, um, like, adult-focused from that point forward. And I'm going to need a nap area. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. I think a lot of people went home taking that that day. Uh, so, but it worked out really well because we want to be able to to incorporate everyone into this, so, you know, allow for everyone to come down and have a good time. Sure. Um, so we'll kind of have that stuff kind of going on. We're, we're working on the theme right now. Um, we're not 100% certain on what it's going to be yet. It's uh, We've been kind of – like a casino royale james bond kind of theme thing going on so we'll see we'll see what we can do there it's it's going to be weird this year because you, you hasn't everything been weird this i mean year? <laughs> and that's and that's really weird it's like, it's like you, there's only so much you can do like you can have 200 people inside like we would normally have like having a good time so i don't know Hold it, on, I'm, be, I'm, I'm just throwing, i'm just throwing it out there i'm just i'm just gonna throw it out there and if, if and if you take it, you know you don't have to give me any credit. I'll take all the credit for it. You, you don't have to mention a thing. But yeah. but think about how many people haven't been able to go on a trip this year, like to a oh, destination, yeah. and sure. and think about how many times you've flown in the past. Yeah. And and you're gonna have to kind of vet people out. And I shouldn't say I'm 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 paraphrasing, but you're gonna have to vet people out. I mean, what if what if you were actually going into uh, like an air? What if what if you were walking into Atlanta Hartsfield Airport, and you were picking the place you wanted to travel to based on what beer you went to? <laughs> Could be a thing. Could you go to Germany. I'm thinking out the logistics there, but yeah. Um, yeah could be fun i don't know uh, look whatever it is it's gonna be fun we're gonna figure it out and we're gonna have a good time with it um you know i'm just uh, like everybody else i'm ready for things to get back to normal so we can all get back to having a good time Absolutely. so what new beer should we be looking for that you haven't so i know we've got the spirit of oakland that we the spirit of oakland's out. uh so um if you like seltzers we're releasing a new seltzer on friday it's a uh, like blackberry lemon um oh, that's it, cool it'll, it'll be really nice um let's see what we have uh, we'll have the second run of hazy coming out cup of excellence which is a coffee milk stout which is really really nice, nice. Uh, that'll be coming out here in probably the next two to three weeks um we'll have like i said the barrel age highland the triple will be coming out shortly after that i definitely uh, want to try that once it's uh finished yeah. man that's absolutely be- uh we're bringing back a couple of old favorites in Kattegat, which is our baltic porter and highlander which are strong scotch ale um and then you know we'll have some fun exciting stuff kind of going into next year um we're we want to get back to doing some more Belgian stuff. We've been, we've been toying around with some of those and, and kind of getting this triple back on board. We want to get back to doing some of those. We're, we're going to do the Saison again this year. I want to bring that one back, but you know, it may not be till summer, obviously, because I got to wait on the peaches. Right. Unless, unless I can source a, a decent puree from a company. We'll see what happens there. Um, but no, man, we're trying to expand that sour program a little bit. Um, we're we're going to stick with the traditional stuff that we like doing. And uh, we're really trying to build out 
what we're doing on site. So we're trying to clear out more space inside so we can do more there, maybe set up a second bar inside, cool. uh, do some work on the patio area. Uh, so yeah, I mean, there's some, there's some big stuff in the works for 2021. Very cool. That's exciting. Yeah, L- Looking forward to it. Looking, looking forward, uh, more forward to, uh, drinking some of those new releases. And, uh, this is, uh, I mean, this is a really good, sampling you put together i mean i'm, I'm just i'm just kind of thinking like which one do i like better and, and i always you know I, I do this often and people are like well you can't ask that question and i'm like well i don't know shit i mean i'm on the drink it sure i can and and but everything is uh is uniquely different i didn't have anything that i couldn't have two of um but if i had to pick one I already know which one I'm picking. Dan will give his on our next show sure, uh, because yeah, Dan, Dan he'll get yeah. the yeah the USPS screwed us up on that. So Dan will give his. So if if you were drinking, well, you did drink these, Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. So if you were going to pick uh, the one that you like the most, and I know I know it, you've got a you've got a profile, and you're like mm-hmm. I mean it's a mood thing, but just there's really gotta, but but tonight, which one did you like the most? Depending uh, like on I said, I've I've been big on the spirit of Oakland for a while. You know, for these last couple of weeks, I mean, it's been it's been my go-to for the last couple of weeks. Uh, so if I'm just gonna have one tonight, that's probably the one I'm gonna have. Yeah, I, I, that's it, exactly, and it's not. <laughs> I mean, it's legitimate. I mean, it's got that. Uh, that smoky kind of charred profile on the back end. I mean, that's exactly where, uh, where I was going as well. And that's what I think awesome. that's what I, yeah, no, I love it. Of course. So yeah, it's, it's fantastic. I like the cool kind of, you know, the spooky label. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's good too. I mean, you got the, uh, you got the stacks, uh, lofts in mm-hmm. the background. I mean, yeah. And, and again, I mean, you know, I'm looking right out the window, so, uh, maybe it's, uh, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but, uh, but yeah, that, that's a good toasty beer, man. I mean, it's uh tasty. Well, thank you. Yeah. I thought it turned out really, really nicely. A so, red and... IPA at 6.2, uh, ABV. Yeah. Hard to beat. Yeah. And anything we can do to, uh, you know, to kind of raise awareness for Oakland Cemetery, you know, they, they've had a tough year of it, like every other organization and, you know, business has around here. So, you know, shout out to those guys. Uh, they're doing some fun stuff, whatever you can do to help support them, please do it. Yeah, sure. Uh, so where can people find, uh, I'm, I'm not running us off. I'm just, uh, you know, anything else that you want to close? We don't want to keep you all night, but, uh, no, I mean, uh, your independent retail outlets, obviously bottle shop. Um, you can find some stuff at like some local Kroger's and Publix's always come down and visit us. Um, feel free to hit us up. Uh, if there's something you're looking for or something you'd like to see, we're always looking for new ideas. Um, you know, we just, we want to see everybody come to the brewery. We love seeing people down there. We love, we, we've done a really good job of, you know, working through, um, the, the COVID crisis and the weird stuff that's going on. So everybody's super cool and comfortable. And, uh, the reason we've been able to stay open is because everybody has been responsible and respectful yeah. of everyone down there. Uh, so it's, if you're looking for something to get out of the house, come down to the brewery, come hang out with us. Um, Go patronize some of these establishments that they really need really need your business right now, man. I mean the the restaurants and bars and you know small mom and pop stores around here they're they're hurting so um, so get out and just support local. You know that's that's the best thing you can do and you know put the holiday deal on there the twelfth of December and our anniversary party uh, the ninth of January. So sweet, definitely good reasons to get out of the house and do something fun. So they find you at uh, eventidebrewing.com. 
Yes, eventidebrewing.com. It's at eventidebrewing on Instagram. I think the same for Facebook and Twitter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, 1015 Grant Street, Southeast Atlanta. Uh, okay. it, it's a, an absolutely fantastic fun spot. Uh, there, there's, uh, you, you can make a day out of it. Come down on Sunday, hit the farmers, or, yeah, sure. hit, hit the Grant Park Farmers Market, drink a few beers. Uh, there's usually cornhole out there, mm-hmm. uh, plenty of vendors. There's other things to do and see around the area there. You bring your kids around. Don't feed the horses. The, the, the cops don't. don't like that. Look at the horses. You can look at the horses. Look, don't at, feed the, the horses. look, look at the horses. Don't feed look, them. Don't touch. Yeah, but it is, uh, it, it's a really, really awesome place. And it is, uh, you know, as Jeffrey mentioned earlier, I mean, it's tucked away in a corner of something that you would, I mean, you, you can almost put yourself in that spot and be like, I'm not even in Atlanta, even though it's it looks true. like Atlanta. But I mean, you're, it's yeah. definitely a controlled environment and you can kind of run around. I mean, it's like a, it's like a festival uh, every time I'm there. So uh, yeah, I, I love it. And thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks yeah, for thank sharing so much, some. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for sharing some brews with us. And you are very welcome, uh, Dan. I hope you get your beer. I will. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. I can't hey, wait. May, maybe. 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 <laughs> maybe. It's Got like lo- a, lost in the mail. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. No, he's probably going to show up tonight. He's going to be at ten thirty. He's going to be like, well. it, it, just, it just showed up. Let's jump back on. Back on? <laughs> <laughs> uh, late night text. Hey, you up? <laughs> exactly. Hey, but no kidding, man. We would love to. Uh, I want to get back. Uh, let's yeah. let's hit those golf courses. Those guys would love to have us there. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I am fully on board for that. That sounds great. Yeah. Jeffrey, it's been a pleasure, sir. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thanks again for having me. Cheers. Uh, Can we plan to do it again in like a release or something? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, some fun's going on. If we can, maybe for anniversary party. If not, we'll figure out something to do. Absolutely. Cool. Perfect. I'll use the real thing. Cheers. 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 Cheers.